By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Back for hour number two, Trek on and running solo today, 264-1700, the phone number. You can dial it up here a little bit later on. We'll have, have some open phones for you coming up at about 225. But first, we go out to the Draft House 50 hotline. That's where Kevin Trahan joins us, and uh, we've got a lot of things to get into. Well, Kevin, normally when we talk with you, it's a lot about the, the Big Ten. You're a Northwestern alum, but... Maybe we'll be able to sprinkle in a little Big 12 as you're making the move down to Austin, Texas for law school. Yep, I'm uh, going to be, well, I guess a, sort of a Longhorn. Um, I don't know, I probably won't be a massive a massive fan, but it's going to be different. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I guess high school football is big down there, too, so uh, I don't know, it'll be an adjustment. So you're going to law school down there. What is that going mm-hmm. to entail? You're, you're very much, you're writing, you've been a proponent of uh, a lot of different litigations, changes in college athletics. Is that something you're looking to tackle in law school as well? Yeah, mostly wouldn't do civil rights law, but, um, you know, working against the NCAA is always fun as a writer, so maybe I can do it as a uh, as a lawyer too, but something, something like that. We'll see. All right. That'll be, that'll be good to see. Well, Kevin, uh, let's start with the here and now, and let's talk uh, a little Big Ten. We'll start with the football side of things, with spring football wrapping up. Over the weekend, we see 80,000 people in Ohio Stadium to watch the Buckeyes Nearly 70,000, over 70,000 in Nebraska uh, to watch the Cornhuskers there. Those fan bases are absolutely crazy. And then you look at some of the other ones, and they can't get people to show up. Do you have any theory for that? Iowa, a big one, where Friday night they'll play their spring game. There might be 15,000. If the night's good, that's what they're going to get. Why the reason that some places can sell it out, other places, even bigger nationally than Iowa, have trouble getting 15,000, 20,000 there? I, I mean, I think part of it, I mean, is they don't really play a real game. I remember, what, my senior year of high school, so, like, what, what year was it? 20, 2010, I think, when they were supposed to be really good or, or whatever the, that year. Um, they, uh, this was my junior year, but it was, so I went with a friend because they were like, we're finally going to play a real game. And so people showed up, and then they didn't even play a real game. So I don't know. They just sort of do their own little practice or whatever in the state game. Um, and, you know, like Wisconsin's the same way. I don't know. I mean, it's a big event in some places. Ohio State in the last few years has gotten a lot more people because they've tied, like, lacrosse to it and had it be, like, a, a charity thing. Um, and, and, you know, Nebraska has similar, you know, it's just, like, a big event there. I don't know. It, it's a big event in some places, and the place is not. So, I don't know. I don't particularly care about, you know, spring attendance. Um, but, you know, especially when your team's not playing a real game, like, it just – I don't know. It, it, it is not really the best use of time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very true. Very true on that one. Well, we're looking forward to seeing Iowa on Friday night. The Big Ten West this year appears to be pretty open. Wisconsin, I'm sure, will be most people's pick because, well, it's the easiest thing to do. They got some question marks of their own, though, over on the defensive side of the ball, a new defensive coordinator uh, going in and really a guy with not a whole lot of experience in Jim Leonard. 
only has been a coach for her. This is his second year. But uh, as you look at the Big Ten race as a whole, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska, a lot of teams you could throw in the mix right now. Who's the team that you're eyeing at this point? I mean, in the West, I think it has to be probably Wisconsin is the best chance. Iowa's next, and then Nebraska. I mean, you know, it, it's tough to say. You know, a couple of years ago, I think everyone was picking Wisconsin, and then Iowa ended up, you know, being first place. And, and I think Northwestern won the tiebreaker, um, and this was ahead of Wisconsin. Um, and, and then, you know, the, this past year, uh, Wisconsin, everyone was picking Iowa, and it was Wisconsin. So, Really, it'll be one of those three teams. Maybe Northwestern can sneak in there, but I'm, I'm still not very sold on them. Um, so I, I don't know. I, you know, I would, I'd imagine it's going to be tough for the Big Ten West champion to be to have you know more than ten wins. Um, none of those teams are great, but you know, all of them are, are decent teams, and you know, one of them will probably get um, one of the uh, the New Year's Six bowl games and. You know, hopefully you get to play like a Western Michigan, and if not, might lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's tough to say, but I think that one of those three teams is probably going to be the winner. Yeah, uh, better to play Western Michigan in a major bowl game than it is to play Stanford, as Iowa can attest to. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Kevin, you go through and, and Nebraska. How much heat is on Mike Riley in your estimation? Let's say, kind of a milk toast, eight and three, eight and four kind of year. They don't win the division. They lose a couple. Maybe they lose to Iowa again, something along those lines. I mean, does he have enough cachet to get year number four if that's the case? Or is it win-now mentality for Mike Riley at Nebraska? Yeah, I, I don't really know because, you know, Sean Eichhorst was, you know, most of the people there don't like him. Um, and then he went out and hired Mike Riley to be his guy. So, I mean, even if they went like, you know, 7-5 or 8-4, and four, I have a tough time seeing him being fired this quickly. Uh, Nebraska just cycles through coaches, and, and it's probably because they keep hiring the wrong coaches, including Mike Bradley. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'd have a tough time seeing you know him being fired. Um, the good news is they play in the Big Ten West, so you know they could they they could you know have a chance to to win it. But they're just not yet. I don't think at the same level as certainly not Wisconsin, and, and probably not even as Iowa yet. I mean, Iowa beat them pretty good last year, obviously, and. You know, they we were not for a crazy comeback. They'd have four straight. So I saw an article in Nebraska blog that just said that, you know, Iowa owns Nebraska right now, and that sucks. But um, it, it really is the case. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're probably going to go something like 8-4 and four next year, maybe 7-5, and five, maybe 9-3. and three. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to fire Riley. But if he does, you know, has maybe two more of those in a row, that's probably, probably going to be enough. Kevin Trahan joining us, Vice Sports, the comeback as he comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Well, uh, I told you, Kevin, uh, I wanted to talk about some of the college football rule changes that are coming out. Have you read through proposal number 2016 through 116? <laughs> I've read most of them. Uh, I have, unfortunately, for a story I was working on, I've read a lot of the NCAA rulebook recently. Oh. Uh, again, oh. so uh, it's not a lot of fun. Yeah, That sounds um, awful. Yes, quite awful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the new rules are... You know, probably a good thing. Um, I guess we can run through them if you want. But. Yeah, yeah. The first one uh, is the one that probably impacts the fans the most, and one that is the most noticeable, and that is uh, an additional signing period for recruits uh, that'll be happening for the high school level in December. For a long time, the JUCO level has been able to sign at that time. Uh, their letter of intent. A lot of those guys, in fact, can come on campus then 
shortly after, as long as they graduate in a year and a half from their junior college. But uh, this will change things a little bit. How big of an impact do you think this will make both at a national scale and then looking at it locally for a program like in Iowa where you know, a lot of times we've seen them be able to go out and poach some guys that are committed to Mac schools. Those guys might not be on the market anymore. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, one, it's, it's good for the players in that, you know, before this um, we had a lot of instances where coaches would just tell a guy like on signing day, he would verbally commit it. Sorry, we're not on the spot for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if that kind of guy signs, like someone who you knows maybe like one of the last few players in the class, like talent-wise, um, they can sign and then the school can't drop them. Um, but it's going to hurt players at times in that, you know, there will be times that a school waits a little, let's say a kid signs in December. The school will wait like a little bit longer to fire their coach. So they really want this good recruit. And the school's like, oh, don't worry. Like we're hoping to be around. The kid signs. And then they fire the coach, the kid is still stuck there, right? Um, so that's not a good thing. I mean, the, the whole letter of intent thing is, is kind of insane. I mean, it, it's asking, in many cases, 17-year-olds to sign um, to sign these documents, tying them to schools, which I, you know, a lot of people aren't really sure that's even allowed. It just hasn't really been challenged. Um, but you also don't need to sign a letter, letter of intent to go to a school. There are a few high-profile guys who haven't, and, you know, if you're a three-star guy and the school's like, well, we're not going to take you unless you sign next, you want to make sure you're here, then you don't have much leverage. But, you know, there are a lot of five-stars that really shouldn't sign this because school is going to take them regardless. Um, and so it's really just an interesting dynamic. I, I think, you know, for some of the some of the guys that, you know, Iowa maybe are, are MAC-level recruit, but Iowa's taking a chance on them, it, it makes sense to, to sign pretty early. Um, but if you're a if you're a four star, I don't think it makes a ton of sense because the team's going to stick with you, um, and if they fire your coach, then they're stuck. So. Well, over in basketball, we see a whole lot of all of a sudden a high school coach has got a new job as an assistant. This goes back even before year days, Kevin. Back to uh, Danny Manning, his high school coach, getting a job with Larry Brown at Kansas. He goes on. And they go on to win the 88 National Championship. So this has been going on for a very long time. College football, though, looking to put an end on that one with the new legislation. Yeah, they, they don't want you. You can still bring in a guy to be a position coach, right, um, like a, a real coach. But you can't bring them in to be, like, a staff member. Because right now, you know, colleges, you know, have so much money. I, I think Iowa made something like I mean, 10 years ago. They brought in, like, 50-something, like, 52 million a year off sports, and, and now they bring in, like, $103 million a year, right? And they aren't sponsoring any more sports, but they, they, you know, want to pretend they're a nonprofit. They want to, you know, pretend like they're breaking exactly even, so they need something to send the money on. And so they just spend money on these staffs. Like, Alabama has, you know, like 100 people on their staff who are just, like, analysts or whatever. So that's, that's what schools will do is Jim Harbaugh has done this. He's brought in – he has brought guys in his position, so he's also brought in you know, parents and coaches um, to be, like, staff. I don't even know, like analysts or right. whatever. Basically, you're paid $100,000 to sit there because they have a lot of money and they want the recruit, right? And can't <laughs> give it to the recruit, so give it to their coach. Um, so they they want to get rid of that, which, you know, I I think it'd just be better if they fixed the system and so you could, you know, be more efficient in who you're giving the money to. Um, but I, I guess that makes sense when, you know, when you have so many, there are only a few schools that really do that and, you know, a lot of the schools want to get rid of that, so they just got rid of it. Finally, Jim Harbaugh, his uh, tour across the country or uh, across the sea, as it's going to be this year with Rome, 
those look to be coming to an end. Uh, you can use uh, camps that are used primarily on campus or facilities for practice and competition for members' schools. Harbaugh, is he going to find another loophole here? I don't know. I, I just think that's a terrible rule. I mean, Michigan wasn't finding great players from that, right? They got like a three-star from Alabama who neither Alabama or Auburn offered mm-hmm. uh, in one of their camps. And really what this is, it's good for, it's good for the kids because Michigan goes down there and sets up a camp. A lot of these kids going to the camp aren't going to, like, aren't going to get Michigan offers, right? Um, but since Michigan's there, a lot of coaches from like Stanford and Troy and all these smaller places will go to the camps and maybe notice a kid that they wouldn't have noticed before. And so, I mean, those camps and people complain about Harbaugh, but he was really doing, and he was doing it again under the SEC stand, of course. But I mean, the in, in effect, even if this wasn't his the purpose, he was, you know helping a lot of kids get noticed from, from smaller schools. I think it's a really good thing. But the SEC getting, you know, if anything's a lot about that, I think it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Hopefully, I hope Harbaugh finds something else because the SEC arguing with him is, is pretty hilarious. Um, but it, it really is a shame that they're doing that because it, no it just hurts opportunities for, for kids, and it, it doesn't give Michigan any sort of competitive advantage. Well, Kevin, uh, one more kind of on that front. Last week I saw the ridiculous pictures of – the nameplates on the University of Texas, uh, their <laughs> lockers that are basically a television. It is a television. That's what they have for yeah. their their nameplates on their lockers. Paying of athletes. There are many people that say the money isn't there to do that. Well, we know that's not true, at least at the top level, say the top 30, 40 uh, universities in terms of athletic budget. I just want to leave this open-ended for you. Just your thoughts overall on paying players, the money that comes in, all these different things, because the system that we have right now, at the very least, is very odd the way that uh, schools go about things. Right. I mean, well, I wrote a 44 page law review or journal or law journal piece on this. So uh, if you guys want to, I could talk for hours on this. But, okay. um, but, but yeah, but essentially, you know, all these schools say we're broke because as a nonprofit, you're incentivized to spend in every dollar you bring in, right? So, Schools end up spending it uh, since you know they decide together that they aren't going to pay players. They end up spending it on things like you know lazy rivers, as UCF has. You know Clemson has this whole laser tag facility or, or whatever, and, and just things to attract recruits. Like Iowa is spending you know what is it, ninety million dollars just off TV money to make the stadium look cooler. That's not really for any reason other than to to bring in talent. So you should be spending it on your talent and. Iowa will claim that, you know, they're broke or close to broke. Um, but that's just not the case. Gary Barton makes $500,000 a year to take hands in my football games, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, even, even I saw it in New Mexico State, they, they just paid a basketball coach, uh, over a quarter of a million dollars a year. And New Mexico State says, we're broke. Like, look at us. We're a small school. We can't afford to pay players. But really what you're doing is you're just all the money that would go to the player, players, you're inefficiently giving it to the coaches. In, in inflating their salaries. So the money is there even at that level. Um, obviously, New Mexico State wouldn't be paying what Iowa's paying, wouldn't be paying what Alabama's paying. Um, but it would work itself out where, you know, if you got rid of this cap, the money wouldn't go to $10,000 per locker, lockers for players. It would be $10,000 for the players. And, I mean, I think that, that just that's how we do it in every other industry in America. It makes more sense to do it, you know, to let people profit off of their talent. Kevin, uh, last thing, Big Ten hoops. Your Northwestern Wildcats broke through, got to the NCAA tournament for the first time. 
we're not going to make you uh, relive that comeback that was short against Gonzaga. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that to you. But the Big Ten in hoops next season with Miles Bridges announcing he's coming back to Michigan State. Purdue, uh, if you talk about Biggie Swanigan and Haas coming back, along with Vince Edwards, uh, P.J. Thompson, we go on and on and on. After uh, all the negativity that we heard this season in the Big Ten and how down it was, it doesn't appear like that's going to be the case next year. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm actually kind of uh, ostracized from Northwestern because uh, I wrote a really long piece about how they um, ran off a player and gave him, tried to you know, take his scholarship by giving him a janitorial job and then said he submitted falsified time cards when he didn't to try to steal his scholarship. Um, so I wrote a $7,000 more piece on that, and uh, people weren't very thrilled that I wrote that. Um, but that's sort of what Northwestern's been doing. Uh, so um, anyway, this, you know, they wanted to win, and now they're winning. Uh, it just, you know, it takes doing some things to do that. Um, but, yeah, Northwestern will be good again next year. Uh, well, they'll be fine. They'll probably make the tournament. Uh, you know, Michigan State will be one of the best teams in the country. Purdue will be very good. I think Maryland, they, you know, Melo Trimble, I think, was honestly overrated. And even without him, they're going to be really good. They're a very young team this year. They're probably going to be better next year. Michigan's going to be good. Minnesota should be good. Northwestern, Iowa should improve. I mean, the only team that I think we're really going to see take a step back is Wisconsin. And as much as they should take more of a step back than they will, I mean, they're just, you know, they're always fine. So I think that they're going to be an NCAA tournament team, too. Just, you know, maybe a 9 or 10 seed, you know. Um but, yeah, I think the Big Ten is definitely going to be better next year. And it's interesting because we really didn't have – we had a lot of pretty good Big Ten teams this year, but no elite teams. Whereas next year we're going to have Michigan State going to be a really elite team. Purdue's going to be close. And then teams like Northwestern and Minnesota and maybe even Iowa and Michigan um, will be right up there too. So I think it's going to be a more interesting year than this year was. Uh, there's no doubt. A lot of high end. I was surprised. You know, Joe Lenardi came out with his first bracket of the year right after the championship game that Tuesday. Didn't have Iowa listed in there, and, and maybe it's because we're too close to the situation, but won 10 games last year in the Big Ten. Fran McCaffrey now has won double-digit games, what, five consecutive years. I know the Big Ten's going to be good, but not even an NCAA tournament team. That seems like a stretch next year for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I mean, they're, the, they're what, the first team out this year? Mm-hmm. And then next year, and they don't bring back Jock, but most of the teams should be better. I mean, it's development isn't linear, but... It, it makes sense that at least the majority of the teams going to be better. So weird things happen in basketball. You know, they, there's a lot of randomness in, in college sports. There's Nebraska a few years ago not being very good, but making the state tournament because they got lucky in a lot of games. You know, Iowa can get unlucky and lose some games. But I mean, if you're just going off of the talent they have returning, I think that you know you got to have them at, at least a, a ten or eleven seed, if not higher. Kevin Trahan, you can find his work at Vice Sports. He writes a ton, does a great job getting ready for law school coming up down at Texas. Kevin, I know we'll be talking a lot here throughout the summer, getting ready for football season, and just trying to build that bridge to get us to August and we get into football camp. Thanks, as always, for your time. All right, take care. Kevin Trahan with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. More on the NCAA tournament making its way to Des Moines. That is a big conversation piece. And Al Yellen set to join us. We're going to talk some Cubs baseball. Now losers of four consecutive games. Oh, no, Cubbies. Oh, no. Not like this. We're not overly concerned, though, right? We're not. We're not. We're not. I'll keep telling myself that. Back with more here in a moment. 
1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kubota's Orange Opportunity Sales Event is going on now. Take on all kinds of jobs around your property with a Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor. The Kubota BX is gentle on turf, but has the power and versatility to handle a wide range of garden and yard chores. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through May 31st, 2017. Call toll free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. Looking for a career where you can work with a truly amazing group of people and earn a great wage? Then look no further than Tone Spices in Ankeny. Tone Spices is seeking experienced line operators and maintenance mechanics. Line operators start at $16.89 per hour, increasing to $19 per hour after one year of service. Maintenance mechanics start at $22.69 and increase to $23.88 after just six months of service. Tones offers a stable, clean environment with full benefits, growth opportunities, plus a fitness center and cafe on site. Stop questioning the next step in your career. Join the Tone Spices team today. Apply in person at Tones and Ankeny or email your resume to sarah.anderson at bgfoods.com. That's sarah.anderson at bgfoods.com. Tone Spices is also hosting a job fair Friday, April 28th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Courtyard by Marriott, 2405 Southeast Creekview Drive in Ankeny. That's Ankeny's Courtyard by Marriott, Friday, April 28th from 1 to 5. Next paint project, why settle for a new coat of paint? Try a new coat of armor. Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer at the Home Depot, starting at only $23.98 a gallon. When put to the test, Glidden Diamond stood up to 2,500 scrubs. That's a lot of soccer balls, muddy pets, and fingerprints. And that's one tough coat. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on scrubbable Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer from only $23.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, U.S. only. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back once again inside the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Trent Cotton solo here as we talk the world of sports with you. 515-264-1700. It becomes a f- official today as the Des Moines will be having the NCAA tournament making a return after uh, the successful run back a season ago. They will be back again in 2019. Regional coming back to Des Moines last time. Got some heavyweights here. Indiana, Kentucky, quite the regional. UConn was involved. It was a lot of fun and uh, certainly a lot of people keeping an eye on things. Now, if you remember back to a year ago, so we're going back now uh, 18, 19 months. And you go back to that time. Remember, Iowa was off to an incredible start in the Big Ten. They beat Michigan State when they were ranked number one in the country, went on the road, they beat Purdue, came back later, beat Michigan State again in East Lansing, their first win there since 1993. They were flying high. They were top five nationally. They were getting all this credit, all these dues. How great is this team? Look at this group of seniors. What they're doing, Utah and Mike Gassell and Adam Woodbury and, and on and on and on. Anthony Clemens, look at these guys. Look how good they are. Well, we know the wheels fell off. But at that time, there was a lot of talk about Iowa being able to play in Des Moines. Well, now we're, we're still two years away from this thing. And the goofballs on Twitter are already going crazy talking about the Hawkeyes' path. What the Hawkeyes could do to make their first Final Four since 1980. Hey, be a top four seed. Be able to play close to home. You start in Des Moines. That year, the Midwest Regional is in Kansas City. Sweet 16, Elite Eight games. And then on top of that, the Final Four that year is in Minneapolis. Short drives everywhere, right? Hey, start saving your money now, Hawkeye fans. Get your regional tickets for Des Moines. Sweet 16, Elite Eight for Kansas City. Final Four in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium. Start saving now. It is incredible. It it absolutely is nuts. But is there a little bit of of truth to that? This is what that team will be in two seasons. Your senior class will comprise of Nicholas Bear, Ahmad Wagner, Christian Williams, Brady Ellingson. Those guys will be seniors. As juniors, then upperclassmen, Jordan Bohannon, Isaiah Moss, 
Tyler Cook, Cordell Pemsel, Creener, Macy Daly, who saw a couple minutes this year. Sophomores, the whole class coming in will be sophomores then. And Connor McCaffrey, Jack Nungy, and Luca Garza. That's a squad right there. That is a team. So, okay, all right, I'll buy it a little bit. I'll buy the excitement because you look at the class coming up, you got Yule. That's it. Dom Yule's going to be the only senior next year, and everybody else will be back at that point in time. Maybe there is a, an idea for some excitement. Let's take a look at the Iowa State, what they're going to look at, because certainly Iowa State fans, you got to be thinking the same thing, even closer drive for you to make your way to, from Ames down to Des Moines. So this is what the roster will look like for the uh, Cyclones as it's currently constructed. You'll have a senior class of Ray Casango, who sat out this season. He'll be out there. Nick Weiler-Babb will be a senior. You have Solomon Young then in his junior season, Cameron Lard, Jacoby Long, Terrence Lewis, Lindell Wigington, and Darius McNeil, the three guys that are coming in this season. Plus, who knows? What else is going to be coming in here this spring? Iowa State fans could be excited. Imagine that scenario. Now, remember the NCAA tournament. It's not like the old days of before, where in the old days, you were beholden to way the bracket was basically set up. You know, if you were shipped to the West Regional, say you were the number three seed in the West. Well, that meant that you were going out whatever the first and second round for the West Regional was. With the pod system anymore, that's not the case. So even if Iowa and Iowa State weren't lined up in the same bracket, both the Hawkeyes and Cyclones, they could both play in Des Moines. And since Drake is the host, that will be allowed. Remember, Iowa State was the host when this thing was first put up a couple of years ago when they hosted back in 2016. That was the case. Not so much this time. Since Drake is the host, that means that Iowa State can play in that region this year in 2019. The Cyclones can play there. So we very well could see a scenario. You think ticket prices were a little crazy for the NCAA tournament a year ago? Imagine with the Hawkeye and Cyclone fans in a building that seats 16,000. A lot of people are going to want tickets for that one. That is going to be a pricey, pricey ticket. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. we still got a long time before that. we got a whole other basketball season to play next year. Then the following season, 2019, is when we can start really starting to dig in. But the excitement level is real, and it's fun around here. With Iowa and Iowa State becoming so relevant in the terms of the NCAA tournament. Now, we got a call yesterday from an old friend from back in my initial career when I started out in Sports Talk Radio, way back as a college student in Cedar Falls. Did a show five to six every day on 1650 KCNZ. And Jim Koloff, he gave me a shot, said, hey, put it on. He was a Cyclone fan. He'd holler at me from time to time if I gave Iowa State too much crap. But he was a real good guy, a lot of fun up there, and just kind of figuring out what works in this business. And got a call yesterday from Cardinal Lorne. He used to call the show all the time. And it's just crazy when you forget what you're talking about, as I did right there. What was I talking about? Or this happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a peek behind the curtain. When Jimmy B's gone, sounding bored back and forth, right? You got somebody to talk to. You know where the conversation's going. When you're talking to yourself, 
sometimes the mind wanders and you're thinking, all right, what am I grabbing to next? Where am I going next? Normally I can pull myself out of it. Maybe this is old age, age finally setting in though. Cause I have no idea where I was going outside of Cardinal Lauren. Thanks for calling in yesterday. It was good hearing from you. Where was I going? I think I need to go to a break. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk some Cubs baseball. Al Yellen's going to join us. Bleed Cubby Blue. We'll get into the Cubs, a look at what they have uh, coming up tonight with the Brewers, game two of that series. And should we be concerned? Four consecutive losses for the Cubs. Swept by the Pirates at home, then a loss last night to Milwaukee. Eric Thames, love that story, the guy making the move from the Korean League, coming back after three years over there, and now back and doing an incredible run around the bases. Five consecutive games for home with homers for Eric Thames. We'll talk some Cubs baseball next. Al Yellen will be my guest from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Big news, big talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. During Lowe's Ready to Restock event, pro customers should get ready to save. With up to 20% on GAF shingles every day when they buy in bulk. And up to 20% on select Cobalt Mechanics tools through April 30th. Plus, from April 19th through May 30th, pros can trade in their old cordless tools in-store and get 24% off new Cobalt 24-volt brushless cordless power tools. Limit one per customer. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Shingle offer applies to contractor packs. Products vary by store. U.S. only. Hey golfers, Golf Headquarters, your one-stop golf shop is back at 2900 University Avenue in the Clock Tower Square in West Des Moines. Golf Headquarters custom launch monitor fitting from Ping Callaway TaylorMade Titleist and Mizuno will help you play better. Golf Headquarters serving Iowa for over 30 years is bigger, new, and waiting for you. Golf Headquarters is the place to buy your golf equipment and home to free custom club fitting with purchase. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University in Clock Tower. Square. 
Bolton and Hay invite you to join them for their annual spring sale and knife sharpening event on Saturday, April 22nd from 9 a.m. to noon. All proceeds from knife sharpening will benefit A. Heinz 57 Pet Rescue and Transport. Meet the furry friends looking for forever homes and enjoy great discounts on commercial quality kitchen supplies on Saturday, April 22nd, 9 a.m. to noon at Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware Avenue in Des Moines. Bolton and Hay, they can really make you cook. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 KBGG with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods, I'm good. I've seen you golf. The trick shot for you is hitting the green in regulation. There you go. Then join former Pro Bowl running back Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney for the Tiki and Tierney Show and head into the evening with former registered sports writer Bill Ryder with Ryder Than You on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. BGG. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Jimmy B and TC, Mr. Brinson, off for a little holiday, off for a couple of weeks. He'll be back with us, though, here shortly. But before then, we got plenty to get into, including, well, you see that big red panic button? is being hit by the Cubs fans. Al Yellen right now joining us on the Draft House 50 hotline, talking some Cubs baseball. Al, concerns, nervousness, what's happening right now in Cubby Nation? Well, I don't think anybody ought to press the panic button after 13 games. You know, first of all, there's no way this team was going to have the kind of start they did last year. That was kind of, uh, you know, maybe a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. The uh, teams just don't get off to 25-6 and starts every year. It just doesn't happen. Um, I, I'm not going to panic. I am a bit concerned about the bullpen. Uh, the bullpen has been blowing leads lately, and that's not good. 
Um, so that's something that has to has to straighten out. Also, the Cubs have, are dead last in the National League in home runs. So that that that's something that they had done very well over the last couple of years. So I'd like to see them start hitting for a little more power, and especially start picking up the runners that are on base. They've had plenty of opportunities to score runs. They just haven't cashed in. You know, that's a big part that I look at. The power, it's going to come. When you got a lineup with Rizzo and Bryant, you just go through the number of guys with pop in the lineup. You figure the home runs are going to come there, but it's just clutch hitting. And and it seemed like last year over 162, every time there was a big moment, it seemed like the Cubs would come up with that big hit. Those things are going to come around as well. You would think it's, it's just at this point, you mentioned 13 games. I understand Hey, it seems big right now at this time, losing four consecutive games, but those guys are going to come up with hits. This team is too talented for this to be a real concern in my mind. You remember that they had a stretch last uh, summer where they lost 15 out of 20 and looked like the worst team in the league, had a five-game losing streak, kept giving up tons of home runs to the Mets in New York, and they wound up turning that around also. So it's, and maybe it's magnified a little bit because it's early in the season and you know everybody expected the World Series champions to get off to a good start, and they did get off to a good start over their first nine games. Now it's four, four more, and four losses. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be real concerned, as you say. This this team is too talented to not do the things that they did a year ago. Well, John Lackey last night, kind of a sloppy performance overall. He gives up three home runs in the first three innings. Wind was blowing in. Uh, yeah, you, you, the Brewers—they're the one that hits the ball. You got to give some credit there for getting the job done against Lackey, but. Uh, now, what's left in the tank with Lackey? As you look at him and his future and, and just going forward, is this a still a guy that you feel confident about as your number four guy come playoff time? Or we've heard for now going back to last year, they're looking for that young, controllable arm. If they find a guy, could that push Lackey down even further and he might not be part of the postseason plans? It's possible, but if you also look at Lackey's three games, he has not pitched well in the first inning. And then he's done fine the, the the rest of his innings. So there's there may be something early on in games that that he's doing wrong. Maybe he's tipping his pitches. Maybe there's something else going on. It's not a velocity issue, obviously, because he settles down and does does fine after that first inning. That's an adjustment they'll have to make. So I, I don't think there's necessarily anything that you can make a judgment about John Lackey after only three starts. Al Yellen from Bleed Cubby Blue with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, taking a look at the Cubs getting ready for Game Two of their series with the Brewers coming up this evening. Al, uh, from that, you know, the target on the back, uh, a hangover from the World Series, those are two theories I know that are out there right now. Do you lay much credence in either of them, either team saying, hey, we want to go out and beat the world champs? You want to beat everybody you play. I struggle with that one. Maybe the uh, World Series hangover I guess I could buy into a little bit more. Your thoughts on those two? No, I don't think there's a, there's a hangover here. I mean, yeah, you know, they had, they had a couple of big time ceremonies last week with with opening night and then the ring ceremony. Um, but the, the fact is that that uh, pregame preparation should be the same for everybody. They've had a couple more ceremonies since then. I, I don't think anybody's paying attention to that. I think these guys know how to prepare themselves. Um, and part of the part of it may be teams gunning for the World Series champions. I mean. Everybody does that, you know. The, you know, now that the Cubs are the, at the top of the heap, everybody wants to be on that top of the heap. So there may be something to that that teams are are, are focusing a little harder on on beating the Cubs uh, since they are the defending champions, and the Cubs are just going to have to adjust and rise to that challenge. Well, you mentioned the bullpen is a concern. Uh, one and four record, a four point one zero ERA. Last year they went out, got a Roldis Chapman. Still way too early to talk about possible moves and things like that, but. 
as you go through the bullpen, uh, who are a guy or two that hasn't stepped up in the way you anticipated? And, uh, and I guess Yuhara would probably be one of those guys. He has struggled. Going through and taking a look at it, you know, who are some of the guys that you have concerns about down in that bullpen? Well, I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting because uh, I, you saw that uh, Koji Uehara got off to a really good start, then he got hit hard on uh, on. Uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. so and Pedro Strope has had good outings and bad outings. So, you know, it isn't it isn't just one thing. It's 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 all the relief pitchers who have kind of not stepped up to the stepped up to the task. I, I think they have to maybe refocus. Uh, the Cubs are now going to with with uh, with with Carl Edwards Jr. coming back and Tommy Lestella going on the bereavement list. They hinted that they may stick with eight relief pitchers. One of the things they did, the Cubs did last year, that made it easier on the bullpen is is the starting pitchers went deeper into games. Uh, you haven't seen that so far. You've had a lot of starting pitchers come out early, and, of course, the more the, the earlier the starter comes out, the, the more taxed the bullpen is. So it would help, I think, if, if, if starters could start those seven innings on a consistent basis. That would uh, not overtax your bullpen. Well, down here in Des Moines, uh, as you can imagine, Al, there are people watching what Ian Happ has done at the beginning of the season. Uh, Candelario, he's been incredibly hot. Why aren't these guys getting a shot? Well, it's simple. Where are you going to play the guys, right? Well, it's not just that, but you know, for, as far as uh, Candelario, uh, he's really blocked. He only plays two positions: third base and first base, and those those guys aren't going anywhere. You know, as far as Ian Happ is concerned, he had a great spring training. He's off to a great start, but he's you know people have to remember he's played two weeks at AAA. So you know the Cubs are going to go along with him as they've gone with just every about everybody else, including guys like Kyle Schwarber and Chris Bryant. They want they want them to you know, so-called check off all the boxes to make sure they get a certain number of, of games, a certain number of plate appearances at each level before they're promoted. Barring any injuries, I don't think we see Ian Happ this year until September. A long wait, and he's going to put up some monster numbers. He's been incredibly good uh, down here as well. Another guy I want to get your thoughts on, I know, Al, you take a look at the minor league system a lot. Uh, with the Cubs is Eddie Butler, a guy that came over from the Rockies organization, has had some major league time. He's been pretty solid here at the top. Uh, short of an injury, you wouldn't expect him to uh, get a jump out there, but there's been conversations that Butler, they think, maybe can be a, a bit of a reclamation project. Now, probably not at the level that you saw out of Arietta. Uh, do you see a lot of upside in Eddie Butler? Yeah, I definitely do. I, I, I watched Eddie Butler throw in spring training. He's got good velocity. Uh, he seems to have... have uh, Gotten to the place where you know just and you don't want to make any Jake Arrieta comparisons because I mean the guy is great, but there are some players, pitchers or position players, but let's just talk pitchers who just can't can't succeed in a certain situation. Whether it was the altitude in Colorado that affected them, or whether it was just the way the Rockies approached their pitching staff, uh, you know I can't say, but it seems like some guys when they go to another team and they have another approach and a different pitching coach and, and just a way of approaching their craft. They somehow put all the talent together. Uh, I, I think Eddie Butler is definitely a candidate for the 2018 rotation. I think that's where the Cubs are looking to to add him back. <clears throat> I don't think you may you probably won't again see much of him this year. I think they want him to stay down in Des Moines and and start every fifth day and get into a routine like that. But absolutely, I think Eddie Butler is is the kind of guy to keep keep an eye on to watch for next year. Well, one of the guys coming into the year that we talked a whole lot about uh, of the change swing, getting back mechanically, changing some things was Jason Hayward. Initial signs appear to be on the right step. He's uh, batting two eighty three, OPS at six sixty seven. Uh, Want to see a little more pop certainly out of him, but at the very least, Hayward he looks comfortable out there. 
He looks like the guy they gave that big contract to. It that's got to be a big sense of relief for the Cubs organization. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, the, it's still a work in progress. You, you, you know, you still are seeing him occasionally hit that weak ground ball the second base that we saw way too many times last year. But there are also times when he squares up on the ball real well and, and drives it with authority. He's also been in, been hitting the ball in the opposite field, which is a good sign. He continues to play the good defense. I think that this is very promising for Jason Hayward, and if he can come back to the level that he played at previously, I mean, that's like signing another free agent because he was so bad offensively last year. That would be a real offensive boost for this team. But I, will, I do want to say something about Jason Hayward. No matter what he does the rest of his Cubs career, that speech he gave in Game 7, that, to me that's worth the whole contract because they won the World Series in part because of, of what Jason Hayward did during Game 7. Kind of like uh, J.D. Drew with the Red Sox, right? He came up with the big hit uh, against the Yankees, and they said regardless of what happens, and uh, he got paid a lot of money. That hit was the one that uh, put him in Red Sox lore for a long time. Looks like the same thing here for Hayward. That's right, and, uh, you know, like you say, it's part of team lore now, and, uh, you know, he gets he gets standing ovations all the time, and uh, I, I just think he's a great guy to have on your team. If he can uh, return to that kind of production, you know he's going to be—he will be a, a key player for this team for many years to come. Talking some Cubs baseball here, Al Yellen. You can find his work over at Bleed Cubby Blue, part of SB Nation. Great site, lots of information. And uh, I was looking yesterday, Al. You had an interesting piece up uh, talking about the changes at Wrigley and the move of the bullpen out to the outfield now, but not part of the in-game experience, if you will. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and just not having much room there and a uh, possibility of maybe some impact to the pitchers not having that much room over there as uh, you got some more stands packed in there up the left and right field lines. Well, Wrigley Field already, even before they moved the bullpens off the field, had the, had the smallest foul territory in the major leagues, and that obviously reduces the number of foul pop-ups or foul outs. Um, Wrigley Field has been, for the last few years, had the fewest number of foul outs in the in in the major leagues and this reduces foul territory even further so there are going to be some baseballs that in previous years could have been caught along the foul lines those are going to wind up in the new seats that they've installed so in in certain cases that may extend it bats longer and it might over the long run slightly increase batting averages at Wrigley Field you know as far as the as far as the bullpens are concerned you know I kind of miss seeing them on the field it's kind of nice watching the uh, pitchers warm up and knowing who's going to be coming into the game you know the pitchers themselves have said that they kind of miss being you know part of that action that uh, in fact on opening night last week John Lester asked for the bullpen doors to be open so he could hear the crowd noise and kind of feel like he was more part of the game instead of just uh, you know uh, the idea that he was uh, just kind of warming up in this closed off room so they'll have to adjust as well. Yeah, it's kind of a, an odd sterile kind of environment there uh, you, you hear it and they show it, you know, on TV, and you can hear the the echo in there with the ball hitting the mitt, those kind of things. It's it's certainly different than the old school Wrigley that we're used to, right? And and so you know, it's it's changes. Obviously, most of the changes they've made at the ballpark are great. Uh, the video boards have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new the new bleachers, and they did a really nice job on the the new plaza and and the things that have opened on, on the west side of the park look terrific. You know, one thing I wish they hadn't done is move the bullpens. I think uh, most people would have rather had those remain on the field. So the experience as a whole with uh, Wrigley, with all the renovations, now the new plaza opened up, all those different things for uh, people here in Des Moines that haven't been able to make their annual pilgrimage over to Wrigley. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the new experience there. 
Well, I think it's great. I mean, the the, the plaza that they've opened on the west side of the field, uh, it's not uh, not everything is complete yet. But for and, and for the time being, it's closed off to, t- to people who are ticket holders. You can come in and uh, and hang out on this uh, grassy plaza that's kind of open and wait to go in the ballpark. There's a, there's a beer stand out there. Later this year, there will be some bars and restaurants that are going to be open in the building that's adjacent to the plaza, so people can hang out there before games. Uh, there is currently a, uh, a room where the World Series trophy is on display, and people can have their photos taken with the trophy. And latest I've heard, there you know, at least if you get there uh, somewhat early, there are no lines to have your picture taken with the trophy. So the Cubs are really kind of making this a, an all-inclusive experience. I think they've done, they've done an excellent job. Tonight it'll be Jimmy Nelson for the Brew Crew against Brett Anderson, who's off to a great start uh, for the Cubs. Didn't see much action a year ago as he was battling back injuries, a couple other ailments a year ago, and had surgery, only making four starts. Uh, Surprised that he's got an ERA under one, certainly, but the Cubs really liked what they saw in Brett Anderson, and they were excited, it sounded like, to get him in there. Nobody saw quite this, but got to feel confident with him on the mound tonight against the Brewers. Kind of sorry that the Brewers didn't hold Chase Anderson back from last night, so we could have had Anderson versus Anderson. <laughs> right. But I'm sure that'll happen sometime later in the year. Yeah. Uh, Brett Anderson's been good so far. If he stays healthy, you know, two years ago he had a really good year for the Dodgers uh, when he was healthy the whole year, and he, he, if he stays healthy uh, this year, could do that again. These two pitchers matched up in Milwaukee on April 7th. Each pitcher gave up one run in a, in a tight game. The Cubs wound up losing in extra innings. But, you know, like you say, Brett Anderson's looked good so far, so I look for another potentially low-scoring game, except the uh, the wind is supposed to be blowing out again tonight, so who knows? Never know with that. Finally, uh, watching the Brewers last night, the story of Eric Thames, a guy that came up pretty uh, decently known prospect early in his career, goes over, never really panned out at a high level, and now seeing what he's come back after three years in Korea. What a fun story to start off the season. It's not Cubs, but it's Midwest baseball, and, and good to see for the Brewers. That's a, that is a good story, actually, for baseball, to see a guy who, who he absolutely crushed pitching in Korea for three years. And a lot of people say that the, the Korean League is about double-A level. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are wondering whether Thames could uh, translate that from hitting the Korean pitching to hitting major league pitching. So far he has. Again, it's only 13 games. I am sure pitchers will make adjustments to him, and then it will be up to him to continue to make those adjustments to continue to hit. But, yeah, that's a, that's a really good uh, feel-good story for baseball. Tonight, Brewers and Cubs. Al Yellen, Bleed Cubby Blue. Al, uh, making your way to the ballpark tonight, it sounds like. Definitely, yeah. And like I said, it's going to be a little warmer tonight. Last night was kind of chilly. Supposed to be about 70 tonight with the wind blowing out. That sounds good. Good baseball weather for April. You'll take that every time. Al, appreciate your time as always. Good catching up with you, and hopefully get to see a Cubs victory tonight. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, Al. Al Yellen, Bleed Cubby Blue with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Great Cubs conversation and a great place to go for all the Cubs information you're looking for. Bleed Cubby Blue. We'll take the time out back with more here as we continue on. we got Wolfgang coming up on the other side. Take you up until 3 o'clock this afternoon. From the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios, it's Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. 
The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoin.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Can you finish this little ad phrase? BMW, the ultimate... Right, most people know it's the ultimate driving machine. But this message isn't about BMW. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Marcus Pitts. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station. 331-9200. We're glad to share them. Today, there are over 47 million Ford vehicles on the road, rolling on over 188 million tires. That's a lot of rubber to trust to anyone other than a hardworking specialist at Ford Service. No one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Get a $140 rebate by mail on four select tires when you use the Ford Service credit card at the Big Tire event. Subject to credit approval, rebate by prepaid debit card. Other tire manufacturer rebate or offer cannot be combined with Ford Service credit card rebate or offer. See your participating Ford dealer for details through 63017. During Lowe's Ready to Restock event, pro customers should get ready to save. With up to 20% on GAF shingles every day when they buy in bulk. And up to 20% on select Cobalt Mechanics tools through April 30th. Plus, from April 19th through May 30th, pros can trade in their old cordless tools in-store. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.